4, 17 down to verse 21. As it is written, I have made your father many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he talking about God had promised he God was also able to perform. Let us pray. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for the privilege of being in the body of Christ. We thank you for those who are under the sound of my voice, whether present or streaming, that you would do something so miraculous in their lives. They will never forget this moment. Father, catapult them into the greatest times of their lives. Release so much favor on their lives, God. They can't go anywhere without receiving good treatment from someone. So, Father, we thank you and we bless you in advance for a great message, great execution, and great faith. In Jesus' name, amen. You can take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Um, over the years, and I, I w I've been mentored. Somebody say mentor. I've been mentored uh, by my leaders, uh, whether it be uh, in person or through streaming or through Zoom. I have been mentored. I'm not just someone who exists. Uh, every elevation in my life, every title that I have were, was acknowledged by some father in the gospel. I am not self-proclaimed anything. Uh, I have documents for everything that I am. Uh, I, am, I, have, I have my doctorate, it's hanging on my wall in the office. I also have uh, plaques that are hanging out in the lobby. Um, so I have all those things, but more than anything, uh, I was mentored by men who had faith, who believed. Um, we can spend time with people who are yet trying to convince themselves of the message that they're uh, preaching or teaching. So there's a lot of people who are trying to convince themselves that what they're saying is the truth. Well, when you've been mentored by men who've done great things that was beyond their natural ability, at one point in time in their lives, they were convinced that this is the truth and this is where God blesses and God did. So when you get in a company like this, you have to understand it's not the same setting as someone voting a person in, and it's not the same setting as a man that got mad with the pastor and went and started a church. It's not that kind of setting. Uh, I will never operate that way, and I'm not wired that way, and I'm, I'm not a fugitive. I'm a son who has become a father. So when you understand those type things, you know how to approach things. I talked on Wednesday night, I'll start rotating my front rows because I need faith at all times on my front rows. So I'll start rotating those because sometimes we have faith and sometimes we don't have faith. Well, I have conviction, so I have faith all the time. 
So I need people who draw from me. There were under uh, my pastor at one time. I haven't had that many pastors, okay? Under my pastor before I went to Bishop Eddie along at Newburgh uh, was Bishop Jim Lowe, the Guiding Light Church here in Birmingham. He took me on a, a trip to Chicago to Pastor Benny Hinn's crusade, and I was privileged to sit up front, and I was privileged to watch the people come in. Uh, these people were not on the platform. These people were just seated on the front rows. And I came back home and I told my, my wife, I said, it was the most phenomenal thing that when they came in, they were glowing. Every one of them, at least three to four rows deep in every section, they were illuminating with the glory of God. I never forgot that. They weren't preaching. They were believers. They were students of the gospel. They were all in. They were 100. And the glory of God was resting on their lives. And I never forgot that moment. I was tremendously blessed in that particular service or that conference. I was tremendously blessed. My life was changed forever. But I knew I was supposed to be connected to greatness. I knew I was supposed to be connected to greatness. You can't connect to greatness without submitting to greatness. You can't dictate what greatness does. You yield and become flexible to the movements of greatness. So I've always been able to be in the company of great people and serve uh, my deceased spiritual father so well that he wanted me to have everything that he had. So let's, let's move into uh, this portion of scripture. Uh, I'm going to talk about conviction for a moment. And I'm going to give you the definition of conviction, which, which bleeds over into my title. The definition of conviction is a firmly held belief or opinion. Is a firmly held belief or opinion. My title today is a firm, listen, a firmly held faith, a firmly held faith. The people who lose their faith weren't holding on firmly. Listen to me. Death cannot kill faith. Death of a loved one cannot kill faith. The inability to hold firmly kills faith. Everybody goes through things. Everybody. If you exist in this earth, you have gone through something. But how firm you hold on to your faith will determine what you do in life. Everybody's had haters. If you came out the house, they got mad because you came out. You don't have to do very much to have a hater. Wake up and you'll have a hater. But when you hold on firmly to your faith, you'll outlive your hater. Conviction, conviction again, 
And th this conviction is what you have to have when you're preaching the gospel. You cannot preach and teach God's word and be passive. Passive preaching and teaching of the word produces impotent people. The gospel has to be presented in a way that it attracts believers. If the gospel is being preached and it doesn't attract believers, then it is not properly presented. There is no way to preach the gospel with conviction and it not attract people who are non-religious. The only people that the gospel of Jesus Christ did not reach was none was religious people. All the non-religious people that didn't fit into the church came. You can always tell when you're religious, the word don't work on you no more. I don't care how well it worked yesterday. Is it working today? Is it changing your life today? Is it bringing joy to your life today? The gospel is good news. If all you're responding to is the bad information, you have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel says the poor don't have to be poor anymore. It says that the sick are already healed. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is your sins are no longer held against you. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you cannot be passive and preach the gospel. It is, it's a conviction. It's a firm hold on your belief. Those who are waiting on me to quit, you're going to be waiting a long time. My conviction is stronger than the persecution. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing no matter how many haters because you create religious haters when you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ because they don't get results and they mad because you are. One thing I can say, this gospel of Jesus Christ is working for myself and Lady Davis. It's working and it's going to keep on working and anybody that can grab a hold of it, it'll work for you too. It's a conviction. It's a firm hope on what you believe. You can't let go. You can't beat it out of me. You can't curse it out of me. Your attacks don't matter. The more they oppress them, the more they grow. It's a conviction. I wouldn't be so powerful if I didn't have opposition. It's a conviction. Gospel has to be presented in a way that it attracts believers. To start attracting believers. If I was sitting in a room 25 years later by myself, I would realize I haven't been preaching the gospel or either I have not presented it correctly. But based on what I can see, I think I've done pretty good at preaching the gospel based on what I can physically see. There is no way you can preach or implement the gospel without getting results. 
Hear it again. There is no way you can preach or teach the gospel without getting results. The word of God has the ability to go forth and not come back forward, but it will accomplish what he pleased. If the gospel is preached, it will bring forth results in those who firmly hold on to it. So I understood when I heard it that I had to get a firm grip on it. Because stuff was going to happen that was contrary to my promise. And I had to hold on to my promise so firmly that it wouldn't be shaken out of my heart when adversity came. Did adversity come? Yes, it did. But it wasn't strong enough to break my hope on the gospel that I had received in my heart. The credibility of the presenter it was, is what frees people from the unbelief produced by facts. The credibility of the presenter is what frees people from the unbelief produced by the fact. Fact of the matter is, when you went to the doctor, they done the sonogram, the x-ray, they saw cancer. That's the fact. The truth, Isaiah 53 verse 5, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. So I see the facts. I have the facts. I have the, the x-ray. I see they said that the foreclosure sign coming next week. Those are all facts. The bank account is negative $1,000. I see the fact, but the gospel said that you will fill my storehouse. I am not asking you to believe because I'm preaching the message. I am asking you to believe because I have the results that go along with the message. I am not talking about what I am not experiencing. So the credibility is there. The results are there. So you don't have any reason to not believe. So the enemy attacks the credibility of the presenter to keep the recipients from grabbing a hold firmly. So there's an assault on the church. There's an assault on those who have conviction. So when you go through YouTube and you start watching YouTube, you will see that the, the, the uh, oppression or the attacks are on those who have conviction. If they didn't have conviction, they wouldn't have an attack. They wouldn't have persecution. You want to you wanna get away from uh, uh, a persecution? Stop having conviction. Because it's your conviction that caused you to be assaulted by some religious entity. So let, let's, can I just, I'm, I'm not just, I'm not talking about people. Let's just use me for an example. So you say there's a problem because I'm too bold. There's a problem because I correct. But you have no criticism about my lifestyle. You, 
You have a problem with the authority. Well, when you live right, you have authority. And when I say live right, I'm talking about proper alignment. For all you religious people, well, they ain't doing this and that. No, proper alignment is righteousness. So they had to attack the credibility in order to stop the gospel, especially what's by someone who has a conviction. Conviction keeps them coming. When everything in life is thrown against them. You, you think you have problems. You, you think some things have been coming against you. You have no idea. You think you, I'm in warfare. You think you're in warfare. You have no idea. Get conviction and then you'll see. Start being passionate about what you do and then you'll see. Most of your problem is about bad decisions that you made. But when you start doing things the way God wants you to do things and speaking the way God wants you to speak and then things begin to rise up to try to kill your credibility. Don't believe everything you hear when you have a personal encounter with an individual. So, so the facts are true. Yeah, you can't move your hand. That's a fact. The doctors are doing their job. They're doing their job. The attorneys, they're doing their job. Everybody's doing their job and they're doing their job well. And they have all the facts. Everything about that letter is, is considered truth according to those facts, according to their study. But according to the gospel, that's preached by somebody with conviction. It can overturn whatever that verdict has been. But see, I am not preaching what I just studied. I am preaching what I believe. I do not preach messages that I don't believe. I am fully in God. In fact, I have become my message. If you have not become your message, you don't have the legal right to preach the message if you have not become the message. So everything I preach, I have become because I ate it before I served it to you. And I can never preach effectively what I am, what I am not willing to digest myself. You, you, you notice I don't ask for a witness. I already have one. I don't ask for an amen because I already have my amen. I had my witness. I had my amen before I came out here. So if I had all that before I came out here, why should I come and ask you for something that I already have? I am not asking you to give me confidence. I had confidence before I came out here. That's the reason I came out here. I believe that I received. I know I'm going to get a response. You want to know? Because I got one before I came out here. And it came from the Holy Ghost. If I don't feel it, I can't effectively convey it to you and the problem is we're trying to fill up a notebook instead of getting our hearts filled 
you got to get your heart filled. Hear me, streamers. You got to get your heart filled because the word only changes you and your situation when it gets into your heart. We're not asking you to change. Just open up your heart. Let me speak to your heart. Let me download in your heart. Let me let me have a moment with your heart. It's going to produce 30, 60, or 100 fold. Just let me get to your heart. this thing sometimes people think I'm talking to them but I'm I'm letting the devil know you ain't taking nothing from me everything I said it like I said everything that has my name on it you might as well back off and back up you ain't getting not one thing not one thing that I have is going to fall back into the hands of the devil I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the things that want to try to take what God gave me. We, we are kingdom believers. We possess land. We possess territory. Now you think I'm going to give it up? Even when we do something different, build something else, we're not going to turn this over to the devil. All right, excuse me, y'all. I just got a little passionate there. When the conviction of the presenter is strong, the belief is what? Convinced. The believer is convinced. When the conviction of the presenter is strong, the believer is convinced. Here it is. Abraham says, I am fully persuaded. I am convinced. Because the presenter presented so well, I am convinced I'm a hundred years old and you say I'm going to have a baby. Sarah's wound is dead and you say I'm going to have a baby. I am fully convinced I am not even going to consider my hundred year old body. I am fully persuaded. I am fully convinced because the presentation that I heard has convinced me in spite of the condition of my body. You can always tell when you're preaching good. People that don't have legs believe they can get up and walk. You can tell when you're preaching good. People who don't have no money start jumping around like they rich. You can tell when you're preaching good. Someone who just buried their loved ones shouting like praise is what I do. You can tell when you're preaching good and under conviction. All of a sudden, somebody's troubled mind comes into a place of peace. You can tell when you're preaching good. Somebody that was lost say, I am found. When the conviction of the presenter is strong, the believer is convinced. You cannot convince others concerning something you're not convinced of. When I say I'm the leader around here, I'm letting the devil know and all the religious 
demonic activity that has snuffed out the power of the church. I'm letting, I'm not talking to you. I'm having a higher conversation than that. I am telling those principalities and powers over the Birmingham region. I don't care what you say, what you do, what you plan. You can't stop what God has ordained in this city. And I'm going to turn this city inside out, whether you like it or not. I'm almost at my last one. You, faith, faith, if it's firmly held on to, come hell, high water. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. I don't know how many of y'all facing a flood. But if I'm facing a flood right now, I'd shout right now. Because whenever you're facing a flood, the spirit of the Lord kicks in for the believer. And lifts up a standard. If you didn't want the standard of the Lord to increase, you shouldn't have released a flood on me. Some of y'all afraid of the flood, but the flood is the announcement of your upgrade. Just touch somebody on the shoulder, say, I'm getting my upgrade now. I'm getting my upgrade. A whole lot of stuff is happening, but I'm holding on firmly to what I believe. Lord, you call me with my jacked up self. Lord, you call me with my inferior self. Lord, you call me with my fear for self. Lord, you call me and I'm going to hold on to it. I don't care what happened. You shouldn't have called me and let me know that you called me. Now that I know that you called me, I'm not going to let go of the calling because the calling does not come with repentance. It is something that God has settled. When I was drunk, you called me. When I was high, you called me. When I was lying, you called me. When I was in all kind of crazy stuff, you called me. Now that I know that I'm called. When they're all saying what you're not, you got to know what he said you are. Don't act the way they treat you. That's not your identity. They're jealous of you. That's why they treat you like that. I don't know what's taking these people so long to, to realize I'm hanging on with a firm grip. I don't care if the whole church change out, I'm still gonna hold on. Do you not know I held on through a pandemic with 10 people in the church and you think I'm gonna let go now? Absolutely not. You come too far holding on. 
How in the world are you going to give up now? You've come this far. And the way you came this far is by faith. Wasn't that you were smart? You just believed that something good got to come out of this terrible day. This terrible situation. Something, something's got to come out of this. I remember what the apostle says. Something good has got to come out of this mess. Some kind of way. What are we doing today? It's time to tighten up your grip on your faith. By hearing God's word, it's time to tighten up your grip on your faith. By hearing God's word, you're tightening, we're tightening up the grip right now. As you hear the word, it's tightening up your grip. That devil wanted you to give up. You were about to let go and all of a sudden something happened, something changed, something shift. You heard something, you were about to throw the towel in and all of a sudden something grabbed you. You thought you had to grab something, but I believe something's grabbing you today. I believe faith is grabbing you. You just might as well grab back. Don't you let anybody distract you right now. You grab back. You reach grab back. And you grab a hold of your faith with a firm grip. And know that your life is not over. You're just about to begin. You've been living off of your own strength and your own ability. Now you're about to live by faith. Never in a setting like this do I come in to try to figure out what's going on. The word of God is higher than his name. So I never supersede that or think outside of that. If the word is being preached, I know I got to grab a hold of it because it's going to give me the victory over everything that I'm facing in life. The word is conducive for every problem that I will ever have in life. It is conducive for every pain that will ever go through my body. It's conducive for every limb of my body that won't cooperate with my mind. It's conducive for every negative thought that's going through my head when I'm in a positive season. It's conducive to every warfare that I enter into. Knowing that the battle battle is not mine. The battle is the Lord's. So Romans 10 and verse 17. We're tightening up our grip today. Anytime you hear the message of faith, it's tightening up your grip. Not on what, you, what needs to leave you, but on what God promised you. Faith is about a promise. I said faith is about a promise. What have you been promised that the devil's messing with? If God has given you children, don't let the devil have to hold on to your faith. The Bible, listen to me. The Bible said they may go through a few things when they're young, but when they are old, they're going to turn back to the Lord. You need to pray that they get old a little bit faster. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by, by the word of God. So when I get in a setting like this and I stream in like this, I'm tightening up my grip. When I was playing little league baseball and I, I wasn't holding on to the bat tight enough, my coach would say, tighten up, tighten up, increase your grip. So when I increased my grip, I was in control of my swing. And some of you haven't been in control of your swing because your grip has not been tight enough. Some of y'all have been swinging and slinging your bat into the stands. 
but you got to keep the tools that God gave you because God's ready for you to hit a home run. How many home run hitters do I have under the sound of my voice right now? You can never hit a home run unless you keep on swinging. And I want to know for those who are standing at the plate but you hadn't been swinging in a long time, will you take a swing today? When I went through some of the stuff I went through, I can't tell you all that I went through. They thought I would stop swinging. They wanted me to stop swinging. I wouldn't stop swinging. So when I went through it, I had two locations, but I kept on swinging. So now we're borderline seven location, but I kept on swinging. Am I gonna stop swinging when we get past seven? Absolutely not. I'm gonna keep on swinging. You wanna know why? Every time we increase, my faith increase. I don't know about you, $100 turns into $1,000. $1,000 turns into $10,000. $10,000 turns into $100,000. $100,000 will turn into a million dollars. You got to keep on swinging. Don't stop swinging. I don't care how many times they said you struck out. No, you didn't struck out. You're about to batter's box again and again and again and again. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. I know they didn't publicize the world games, but we're going to put this city on the map. Wasn't for the world games to put it on the map, it's for us to put it on the map. Anybody know that you're the one? Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Anybody know you're the one? We're about to stir up some stuff that's going to ripple in Atlanta, ripple in Florida, ripple in Texas, ripple in Tennessee, ripple in North Carolina, ripple in South Carolina. We're about to do some stuff. Somebody said, I am the one. You got to hold on to it tight. When you just got rejected, you got to hold on to it tight. When all hell just broke loose, you got to hold on to it tight. When everything seemed to be working against you, you got to hold on to it tight. When somebody that's close to you just died, you got to hold on to it tight. You're still here for a reason. You got to hold on tight. When your, all your income just got depleted, you got to hold on to it tight. God makes room for more. There wasn't enough room. You didn't have enough bank accounts. Your storehouses wasn't large enough. God wants to send more. Somebody shout more, shout more. You got to hold on to it. It doesn't matter if you're bankrupt. God's got to fix it. God has to do a blackout before he opens things up. And the reason things shut down is because God wanted to open something back up. How dare you be the same after the pandemic shut us down. There's no way we can come back and do church the same way. When we went through a shutdown, we had to watch through streaming. Some didn't watch it all. But since we're back open, we're a new breed of believer today. for what's already happened why not believe for more 
Why not believe for more? We're not asking anything of you but you to believe. Because when the gospel is preached, God is looking for people who believe. If you just believe the message in spite of your condition, in spite of the opposition, in spite of the present circumstances, I believe the word of God has enough power to transform you and transform everything around you. And I am a living witness and Lady Davis is a living witness that God's word has transforming power. Once it gets in your head, it'll bleed down in your heart. And when it gets in your heart, it'll run to every limb of your body from fingertip to fingertip, from head to toe. And once it has consumed your body, all of a sudden the things around you will start changing. All of a sudden things around you will start coming into compliant with what you have become some of y'all don't understand you've been changing the whole time things have been happening the whole time somebody hasn't been bold enough to tell you you're already changed you're not about to change you're already changing if you know that you have changed i want you to put your hands together one more time and shout with the voice of triumph already better than i was yesterday I'm better than I was last year. Better than I was when I woke up this morning. Better, 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 better. While they were anticipating you quitting, they did not calculate word well that a convicted man, not of guilt, not of breaking the law, but conviction of the Holy Ghost, that say you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. There's a comeback in every one of y'all out there. You wouldn't be under the sound of my voice if a comeback wasn't in you. You wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't have never heard me if there wasn't a seed of greatness on the inside of you. God has more for you and you're going to do more because I release you today that you will no longer stagnate your life. You are treasure in earthen vessels that God is going to get glory through your life. back in the day and I learned their conviction for what they were doing and because they had conviction they were unstoppable you may think well they're dead and gone but their seed lives forever when you have conviction it transfers to those who become students who become sons and daughters so that when you leave the devil's got more problems on his hands now than he had before. It's when my father left that the devil was really in trouble. The devil's in trouble today because you don't have on this shirt, but you're going to walk out in power. This is what darkness is afraid of. He's afraid of your belief system. 
tries to taint your mind so you will believe less than God's best, tries to dwarf you through your intellect, but the devil is a liar. I didn't realize this me was in me at six years old. I got around somebody that had conviction about what they were doing and wouldn't quit so easily, wouldn't throw the towel in. And I said, if they won't quit, I'll keep going. And I started to search myself. What's in me that the devil tried to destroy before I was born? What's in me? that tried to mentally tear me down before I could ever get up and know who I really am. If the devil went through all that to destroy you, you might as well give him a fit now in your life. Now that you know that you're something and you're somebody and you have value and you have worth, you might as well torment the hell out of the devil right now. I gotta go, y'all. next 30 days some of you are going to come into the true understanding of what weapons you have to give you victory in the area that you operate in one thing I know I know what tools I have to give me victory I know how to shift and change and move with a certain flow because I watched my father do it so I know how to do certain things to shift the atmosphere make it conducive for my victory every time you're going to learn how to in your home to shift that atmosphere where it's conducive when you have victory every day. Some ways of having victory is just speaking peaceably to your spouse if you have one. You can get away from a lot of chaos just calming down and bringing your tone down. Say, devil, you are a lie. You thought you were going to tear up our house all day long. The devil is a lie. We're going to have a good weekend because I'm going to bring my tone down and we're going to put the devil out. You'll have tools and weapons against the enemy to where you maintain victory every day. You can't set me back because I'm already set up. You're already set up. You just got to learn how to work your stuff. Touch your neighbor, tell them, work your stuff. Yeah, you got to find one that believes you got some stuff to work. Yeah. I, Sasha, I work my stuff. Myself and Lady Davis, we work our stuff. Yes, we do. We working it. We working it. We working it. Yes, we are. We not going to stop working. Because we see what it'll do. And it's going to keep on working on every level. Ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh.
Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.